Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod from the Block M Podcast Network as we are rolling into week seven of the college football season just over the halfway point. Going far too quickly if you ask me, but some great games on the docket here this week. Luke Giardi along with Von Lozon and Dan Plucker. As we get into this week's action, we'll have eight games to pick against the spread odds via DraftKings Sportsbook. Before we do that, let's take a look at where we had last week, Von. On coming away with the winning week, going five and three, getting a game back on both Dan and I, uh, who both went four and four a week ago. The overall record as it stands, I still lead the way by a short margin at 29, 22 and two. Dan closely behind at 28, 23 and two. And now Vaughn uh, with the nice winning week, 26, 25 and two, three games back from me, two games back from Dan. Vaughn, nice week last week, man, coming away with a big winning week. I needed it. I've had a couple clunker weeks there, uh, five and three. You know, it's it's not perfect. It's not even great. Uh, but compared to where I was at the last few weeks, I will certainly take that because I certainly went out on a limb with a few of my picks, too. And it, and it panned out. Uh, Alabama was able to sneak out a dub, and uh, that kind of helped me uh, in the standings here. So I'm looking forward to another good week. How, how are you doing this week, Dan? Yeah, feeling good. Um, I mean, I'm I'm the king of 500. I think it's back to back weeks, and like four out of the six weeks that we've been doing this, I've gone 500. So if you wanted to lose minimal money and bet with me, that's great. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I do have a winning record, so you're gonna make money. And I gave you the Oklahoma money line last week, which I felt really good about, and the under in that Syracuse North Carolina game. So you're probably up a few units if you're listening to me. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, four and four, just like you, Dan. A nice little 500. Last two weeks, I went four and four. Thank God for Michigan covering there. Uh, but it's 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 been kind of the the Wild West. Uh, Maryland not covering is the most mind blowing thing that I've ever like. That entirely flipped the week for you and I, and and for Vaughn, who was the only one on Ohio State. Mike Loxley, absolutely. Had to have known he had to have had some money down on Ohio State because that was just unbelievable clock management uh, late from him in in that ball game, just mind blowing stuff. Yeah, that that was kind of unfortunate for you guys for sure. I I, <laughs> I part of me kind of felt bad for both of you when that <laughs> happened, but then I was like, ah, I got the point. I can't feel. You were too like, bad. you were like, like, would they feel bad for me? Exactly. I was like, would Luke and Dan feel the exact same way about me? Probably not. Those rat bastards. So I'm okay. <laughs> All good with the win. Oh, man. So we got some great games coming up here this week, man. Um, uh, There are some short spreads. This is going to be an awesome, awesome week. Uh, second biggest Brett second biggest spread on the board. That's where we're going to start. It's in the big 10 in the big 10 West and potentially a, a de facto big 10 West championship game here. Iowa visiting camp Randall in Madison where the Wisconsin Badgers are 10 point favorites. We'll start with last week's winner Vaughn. Yeah, this is like you said, Luke, one of the bigger point spreads on the board for us this week. And the next one, uh, that is in the double digits is tripled this. So stay tuned for that. For this one, I am going to roll with Iowa plus 10. I just feel like 10 is a lot of points for Wisconsin or I guess either of these teams to cover, especially like you said, 
such a crucial game for the Big Ten West standings. Um, I expect Wisconsin to win the game, uh, but I also expect this to be kind of a tightly contested game just because of how strong their defenses are. Wisconsin's uh, run defense has been very strong. On the other side, Iowa's pass defense is still one of the better in the nation. Iowa still owns the number one ranked defense, according to SP+. And there is going to be some rain in the forecast in a lot of these Midwest games on Saturday. It's going to be in the low to mid-50s, rain in the forecast. So this is Big Ten football weather at its finest. So I will take Iowa to cover Wisconsin to win outright and probably hit on the under, which last I checked was 36 and a half. I don't know if that's uh, incredibly updated as of this point, but a very low number. I'd look to hit the under as well. Dan, how about you, man? Yeah, uh, the last time Iowa won this game in Madison was in 2015, so that gives me a little bit of worry, but this Wisconsin team is much different than uh, years past now that Luke Fickle has kind of taken over and running things a much different way. As a home favorite this year, they're 1-2 and against the spread, and they have that same mark against uh, Big Ten opponents. Rutgers had that backdoor cover last week, and it feels like Wisconsin is a team like Michigan a little bit that takes their foot off the gas pedal uh, once they have a big lead. Uh, and they kind of just run the clock out. Uh, so that's why I can imagine this game uh, being a little bit tighter than that 10-point mark. I get it. The Iowa offense is putrid. Uh, they're on their second quarterback now with Deacon Hill, who actually was recruited by this Wisconsin team. He's only completing 37.5% of his passes, though. That's a little bit worrisome. Uh, but this defense continues to be the thing that carries the team. They're 3-2-1 and one against the spread this season. They're 2-1 against the spread in their last two games of this rivalry. So, yeah, I'm going to ride with Iowa and the points here, plus 10. Uh, I'll take the Hawkeyes. It is Real Luke, in- live, live over under, real quick. 34 and a half now. So it's just oh, going God. down, God. down, down. So I don't <laughs> so know if it that is, changes your thoughts, but yeah, it is absolutely terrifying to take a team to cover double digits with a total that low, but I'm going to, because again, I am a psychopath. I've got the Badgers uh, covering 10 Iowa. Obviously they lost Cade McNamara, but this offense, even with Cade, once they lost their best tight end in, in lackey, uh, th- this offense has been just absolutely horrendous. I mean, just in a front to football, to be quite honest with you. 291 total yards against Purdue last week. Purdue ranked 63rd in defensive SP+. Plus. They couldn't even uh, gain 300 yards. 222 against Michigan State the week before. Wisconsin comes in a top 16 defense at number 16 in defensive SP+. Plus. Um, and I think Wisconsin the last two weeks really has looked a lot better offensively. That was a decent Rutgers team uh, that they were able to put up some points against last week. Uh, 358 yards is what they put up. I think they'll be able to move the ball on this Iowa defense and tire them out because I don't think Iowa is going to be able to do much of anything against this Wisconsin defense. I think it's going to look very similar to that Iowa-Penn State game uh, for, from a few weeks back. So I like Wisconsin uh, to cover the 10 in Camp Randall here this week from the big 10 let's head out west number 18 ucla traveling to oregon state and the beavers three and a half point favorites dan yeah ucla is coming off that big win at home against washington state um one that we kind of called i think on this pod last week I, i think two of the three of us had it maybe all three of us had ucla winning that one um but it it just feels like they're back on track a little bit 
Um, Oregon State's defense struggled last week against a terrible Cal team. Um, and the one, one in the game really was DJ Uyunglele. Uh, he played the best game of his career, five touchdowns. They had 52 points to crush that over, 92 total in the game, which just is absurd. Uh, but what I'm doing here is I'm riding with the Pac-12 teams uh, at home against the spread. I looked back uh, throughout the course of this podcast. We've covered a lot of these big games in the Pac-12 Six and zero is the home team against the spread, so that's why I'm going to go with Oregon State over UCLA and uh, lay the points here at three and a half. Vaughn, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Oregon State to cover the spread as well. The Pac-12 has been kind of weird this year with some of these middle of the pack teams. I thought a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago that Utah nice would beat. UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you, uh, Utah would beat UCLA a few weeks back. Uh, they didn't. And, uh, and then last week I was on Washington state, uh, to beat UCLA as an underdog. They didn't. So kind of like what Dan said with the home teams, uh, uh being favored in the pack 12 this season, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm, I'm not super confident in this one. I haven't really been confident in many of these pack 12 games this year. So I'm just going to go with the home team. That is uh, the favorite this week and go with Oregon State. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Yeah, I like Oregon State as well here at home, cover the three and a half. And most of it uh, is, is the fact that I still don't yet trust Dante more in a road game in a big game, right? We saw the bright, the lights being a little bright for him uh, when they went over to Utah. I think it's going to be more of the same here. And I think he's really had some growing pains the last two games, uh, that Utah game. And then even last week uh, in the win against Washington state, one touchdown, two interceptions, one of those being a pick six, uh, Oregon state good at home, multi-touchdown wins against both Utah and San Diego state. Uh, and at the end of the day, these are pretty evenly matched teams. I'm going to go with the experienced quarterback over the true freshman to take the Beavers in Corvallis uh, to cover the three and a half. As we head down to Knoxville, battle in the SEC, Texas A&M traveling to number 19, Tennessee. Three-point favorites. They're going to be singing Rocky Top on Saturday night, Vaughn? I liked this point spread a lot more when it was three and a half, but I'm still going to go with Texas A&M to cover the three points. Um... Man, I mean, they gave Alabama all they could last week. And I think they're about to do the same this weekend against uh, Tennessee. 
And uh, I don't think Tennessee is in that same caliber as Alabama. I, I just, I think Tennessee is one of those fake teams this season. A&M's uh, top tier pass defense gives me a little bit of hope in this one. They give up just 185 pass yards a game and they got an even better rush defense. Number eight against the run. Uh, they do give up just 84 yards per game rushing. So this is going to be the biggest test by far for Joe Milton. Uh, he threw two picks two weeks ago against the number 126 pass defense in America in the South Carolina Gamecocks. So I'm really not confident in Joe Milton this season whatsoever. I have not been on that bandwagon since uh, the 2020 season here in Ann Arbor. So I like A&M to, uh, uh, at the very least, cover the spread, possibly upset Tennessee at home. Dan, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, uh, Texas A&M struggled in that second half against Alabama on especially their offensive line. I mean, it feels feels like the quarterback couldn't stay upright. Max Johnson was just struggling for that whole second half. And now they have to go into a hostile environment at Rocky Top, like we said, against Tennessee. Uh, you know, the Vols have looked a lot better at home uh, since that loss to Florida in Gainesville. Uh, they crushed South Carolina. I know that Milton had a couple picks, but that was a team that kept up with Georgia on the road a few weeks ago in Athens. Um, and A&M, 0-7 straight up in their last seven road games, 1-6 against the spread in that time frame. These are the number 13 and number 14 teams in S&P Plus rankings. Uh, and, you know, Tennessee's only other uh, – excuse me, Texas A&M's only other road game this season was a loss to Miami early on. I put Tennessee kind of right in that same conversation of where those teams rank in my eyes. Uh, so I think that Tennessee will cover at home in this contest uh, and I'll lay the three points with them. Very similar to you, Vaughn, man. I, I was very excited to get uh, outside of the key of three, but I'm still going to roll with the Aggies at three. It is at the key number, uh, which I like it. And like Dan just mentioned, two very even teams, uh, A&M at number 13, Tennessee at number 14 and SP plus separated by 0.3 points uh, within that uh, metric. So when they're this evenly matched, I, I know it's it's a road team, but this is, I still think, a very talented A&M team. Had the lead on Alabama uh, in that game 17-10 to 10 before kind of falling apart uh, late, which Alabama tends to, to be able to do to teams. I don't know Tennessee is of that caliber, uh, and I'm going to roll with the Aggies on the road grabbing those points. Back to the Big Ten where we've got Michigan State coming off the bye week. They're traveling up to Piscataway. And Rutgers, a five-point favorite at home, Dan. Yeah, uh, bet the under, uh, and then make sure that you're paying attention to the weather in this game because heavy rain's expected, 91% chance of rain in the morning with 30 to 35 mile-per-hour wind gusts, almost an inch expected, pooling, flooding expected in the area. I mean, there's a chance that this game is a torrential downpour and I think that that gives Rutgers a huge advantage. Uh, I think that their defense is more physical, forces more turnovers in the Michigan State uh, side. Uh, obviously, Gavin Wimsat is really talented at quarterback running the football and wants to run the football. Comparatively, Michigan State has one good rusher right now, and that's Nathan Carter, 5.1 yards per carry this season. Uh, ran for over 100 yards last week against Iowa, but they can't count on him for the entire game, and the rest of the Michigan State running backs are nowhere near as efficient. Jalen Berger ran for 3.2 yards per carry this season. Noah Kim is at two, and the team overall is only at 3.8, so it shows you how 
how much worse they are uh, overall with, as a rushing team uh, without Nathan Carter. He can't get 60 carries in this game. Uh, so Rutgers, I think they're set up for a game like this. Although these teams are number 59 and number 58 in the S&P Plus rankings, we have a lot of those back-to-back uh, yeah. for the S&P Plus this week. Give me Rutgers at home in this bad weather, and I think the under was at, over-under was at 40 and a half the last time I checked. Uh, I would ride with that as well. With the under, Vaughn, how, how do you see it, man? Live odds here again. The over under is at 39 and a half. So it is under 40 at this point, which is uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, definitely look out for the weather in this one. I might be crazy, but I'm going to roll with the Spartans here. And as bad as they have been this season, the one thing that they can kind of hang their hat on uh, is that uh, Rutgers has attacked opponents all season with their rush attack. And MSU's surprisingly got a pretty good run defense, number 34 in the country right now. They only give up a buck 15 on the ground a game, and they've only allowed two rushing touchdowns all season, uh, which is better than teams like Washington, North Carolina, uh, and even Rutgers uh, on the other side of the field here. Gavin Wimsat, he has looked like an improved player this season. He, he Despite all the weather, I, I feel like Michigan State's going to be able to hang around defensively just because Rutgers, uh, the Good part of their offense is the good part of Michigan State's defense, so I really think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't know if State wins, but I do think that they keep it a little bit closer than uh, this five-point spread here. So give me the Spartans in Piscataway to cover the spread. Yeah, when I was coming up with my notes earlier today, this game was still at five-and-a-half on DraftKings, and and I'm rolling with Michigan State uh, because this game opened – at five and a half. I know it's down to five now, but it is painted everywhere else at four and a half. So my, my thought process was I'm gaining a, an extra point of value. Now I'm gaining an extra half point of value uh, rolling with Michigan State, uh, considering it's moved to four and a half everywhere else. Uh, as Dan mentioned, Rutgers coming in uh, number 58 SP plus Michigan State number 59 separated by 0.2 points in the metric uh, MSU. I actually think the weather is going to favor MSU a little bit. Uh, in, in the fact that they just tote the better defense. Come in number 29 in defensive SP+, where Rutgers is number 40. Outside of that key number of three, though, if it's raining and windy like that, field goals might, might not be a thing uh, regardless. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and grab the points. When, when the total is down, the weather's that bad, and these teams are evenly matched quite like this. I'm going to roll with Sparty here to cover the five on the road. As we head to the ACC, number 25 Miami, coming off one of the dumbest losses you'll ever see in a football game. They're traveling to Chapel Hill to take on number 12 UNC, three and a half point favorites coming off the dismantling of Syracuse a week ago, Vaughn. Yeah, that, that crystal ball thing is so bad, man. Last week with that loss, not kneeling. That's the second time in his career that that's happened. Just reminds me of that George Bush quote from back in the day. Like, <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, we won't get fooled again. It's like, come on, man. Like, we can't be doing this again. So because of all of that, uh, I, I would have picked North Carolina regardless. But I'm going to roll with the Tar Heels here. They absolutely dismantled Syracuse at home last week. I thought Syracuse would hang around and it was not even close that entire game. I just kept flipping back and forth between that game. And I think it was the Bama A&M game at that time. And I was like, why am I even changing the channel? I don't even need to watch this. Uh, you know, they've got, uh, 
a clear advantage across the board offensively. And I think their defense is going to be able to hang with Tyler Van Dyke and the guys that Miami has on offense. So uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with UNC to uh, cover the spread pretty easily here. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm riding with the Tar Heels as well. North Carolina has won the last four times these two teams has have met, and Miami is coming off of one of the most embarrassing losses of all time. All of social media is absolutely dragging them right now. They played like crap against the worst team in the ACC in Georgia Tech. Tyler Van Dyke threw three picks. Plus, this is just their second road game of the season, and it's coming against maybe the best quarterback in the conference and one of the best in college football. Uh, the only other road game they had was against an awful Temple squad. I don't think that they're ready for this. Uh, I think Chapel Hill is going to be rocking because it's a top 25 opponent, even though Miami probably shouldn't be ranked after what they did last week. Miami's 2-6 and six in their last eight games against UNC against the spread and they're one and eight in their last nine against ACC opponents ATS uh, I'm putting at least two units on North Carolina to win this game on Saturday uh, by the three and a half I'm gonna roll the other way here I like the Hurricanes to cover uh, the three and a half here look I'll preface it by saying Mario Cristobal is an idiot uh, but he does have a good team and this is another one of those back-to-backs uh, that Dan talked about Miami number 17 and SP plus UNC is at number 18. What I found though, is that Miami is number seven in the country in net yards per play at two and a half. That means their yards per play uh, throughout the year, two and a half yards better than what they allow the opposing team's offense. So that is a huge factor here. Um, and, and quite honestly, this is far and away the best defense that Drake May and this UNC offense has faced. And I think that loss last week actually works in Miami's favor. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to be focused. They are going to be out to right a wrong and prove to people that they're not totally incompetent and still a good football team. So I'm rolling with the Hurricanes uh, to cover three and a half here this week. And we head to a great non-conference matchup and a great rivalry as number 10 USC headed to South Bend to take on number 21 Notre Dame and a short two and a half point favorite. The Irish are over the number 10 team in the country, Dan. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one uh, because Notre, Notre Dame's offense has not been very good in their last three games uh, at the same time. USC's defense is among the worst in college football. It's why they didn't win the Pac-12 last season or make the college football playoff, despite having the best player in college football and looking like could be one of the best in college football history at quarterback. Uh, but they gave up 564 yards to Colorado two weeks ago and then another 506 to an awful Arizona team last week. I get that it went into quadruple overtime, but my God, five that's a thousand yards that they've given up in the last two weeks uh at the same time uh the trojans won this game last year because they made it a shootout against notre dame uh and i i just don't know how to feel about this game overall i i question if the fighting irish are going to show up since their season is effectively over but I just got to roll with the home team here and the fighting Irish because I trust no, I trust USC's defense less than I do Notre Dame's offense. Uh, so give me the fighting Irish uh, under that key field goal market, two and a half. Vaughn, how do you see it? 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I know exactly how to feel about this game, and I'm I'm going to take Notre Dame minus two and a half. Uh, like you just said at the end of your point there, Dan, it's under that key number of three, which I absolutely love. And as much as I love Caleb Williams this season and last season and every season he's been in college football, quite frankly, uh, USC's defense is putrid. It's it's absolutely terrible. Their defense is number 61 on S&P+. Plus even though their entire team as a whole is number nine overall, it's hard pressed to find a team that's that high on S and P plus and have a worse defense than USC's. You got to scroll way down to find one that's even close. Meanwhile, Notre Dame number 10 defense on SP plus, even though they gave up 33 last week uh, to Louisville in that upset loss, uh, Sam Hartman put, Notre Dame in a really bad spot. Turned it over five times, had three picks, two fumbles. I don't see that happening. I don't even see one turnover happening against this USC defense at home this weekend. So give me Notre Dame to cover and obviously win this game. I'm going to roll with the Trojans here. Uh, Taking the points plus two and a half. I think the Irish just kind of look like a shell of themselves. Uh, just nowhere near what we saw, particularly the first couple of games that that game against uh, Navy and Ireland, man, they, they look like they were going to be a monster here this year, but I think they're kind of tired out guys Uh, there. This is the fourth game of just a brutal stretch that started at the home game against Ohio state traveled to Duke traveled to Louisville now home to USC in their last four games. Like that is a brutal brutal stretch and I think they're just going to be really tired out like that USC defense stinks but Notre Dame's offense is still number 24 SP plus not kind of what we expected with Sam Hartman coming over and taking over the offense in an offense that I think is going to be a little bit tired and a little bit beat up you know after last week in in what happened against Louisville and I think USC's offense is just a little too good uh, for Notre Dame to be able to keep up here this week so I like the Trojans going into South Bend and coming away with the victory uh, but also covering the two and a half finally I, I think Probably the best game on the docket here this week is happening in the Pac-12. We've got number eight, Oregon, visiting number seven, Washington, and the Huskies, a three-point favorite at home, Vaughn. Yeah, this this is the game of the week by far. Really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. And I am not very confident in this pick whatsoever. I love both of these teams. They're both great against the spread, both obviously undefeated top 10 teams. So uh, just kind of like a default pick, I'm going to go with Washington uh, to cover the three. I, I really liked this one a lot more as well when it was two and a half because it was two and a half earlier this week. Uh, but I mean, overall, this is going to be an epic game, guys. I mean, they're so close statistically. Uh, Oregon's number five, SP plus. UW is six. Uh, Washington's number two. Offense, Oregon's number four. And uh, Oregon's defense is number 20. Washington's is 26. I mean, you can't get much closer than this. Uh, so when it boils down to it, I trust Michael Penix at home over Bo Nix on the road. Uh, Penix has only thrown two interceptions all season, completing about 75% of his passes. Uh, so if Washington wins, I got a hunch that uh, – we're going to be talking a lot more about Michael Penix as a, a, a legit Heisman contender, even though he's already up there. I, I think he'll kind of uh, have that that key Heisman moment if they win this game. So I will take Washington uh, to win and to cover this spread. Dan, how do you see it playing out? 
Yeah, I said earlier, I'm riding with these big games with the Pac-12 team that's playing at home uh, in these matchups. So I'm going with the Huskies and the three points in this one. Oregon already had a close call on the road against Texas Tech. Uh, It took a 20-point fourth quarter for them to come back and win. Texas Tech threw four picks and missed a field goal in that game. It could have swung the other direction pretty mightily, uh, had the ball bounced a different way. Uh, should have won that game probably. Since then, uh, the Ducks went to Stanford and took care of business, but they haven't really played anybody and certainly haven't faced a team like this on the road yet. To be fair, the Huskies haven't had great competition yet this season either, but I feel like they have more weapons on the offensive side of the ball and their defense is good at Um, home as well Uh, so I'm gonna ride with Washington like I said and also bonus bet two high-powered offenses two quarterbacks that are Heisman candidates Uh, the over is being a little overinflated here I like the under Oregon's five of their last six and Washington's four of their last six have hit the under so give me the under and Washington uh, winning this game by at least three you know kind of going back to Devon's point here where where's the edge Oregon number five, SP plus Washington number six offenses, Oregon number four, Washington number two defense, Oregon number 20, Washington number 26 net yards per play, Washington number one in the country at 3.7, Oregon number two at 3.6. Where the hell is the edge in this game? I, I, I truly don't know. And when that's the case, my default is to just go and grab the points. One team's a favorite. One team I, I get extra points with. This one at the key number of three. I'm, I'm going to grab the Ducks uh, here just because I think these two teams are two of the most evenly matched teams in the country. Uh, and, and I just have to take the points rather than uh, having to cover it uh, by, by scoring f- more than three than the other team here. So rolling with the Ducks as we go to our final game, Indiana traveling to Michigan, the number two Wolverines, 33-point favorites at the Big House Vaughn. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of analysis for this one. I'm just going to go with <laughs> Michigan. Uh, I mean, if if you look at the advanced metrics, guys, I mean, it's it. this is going to be a shit show. So I, I don't think I need to say much more. I'll take Michigan to cover, even though it, it probably will rain at the big house this week. I don't really care. I, I think if anything, that kind of favors Michigan anyway. So I'll take the Wolverines. Dan, how about you? Yeah, I'm going with Michigan as well. I know that. There might be some fear with those home games earlier this season where we saw similar spreads that Michigan didn't cover, uh, but they just beat Minnesota by 42 and Nebraska by 38. Jim Harbaugh's back coaching this team now. Uh, and the Hoosiers, I know they kept up with Ohio State and Louisville all, already this season, uh, but they also took Akron to four overtimes and were crushed by Maryland more recently. Taven Jackson might be the worst quarterback they have faced in Big Ten play so far, and it's not really close. His QBR is 35.8, which is 115th in the country. He's been sacked six times in the last two weeks, and he's thrown three picks to two touchdowns. I like Michigan by as about a wide of a margin as you can get in this contest. So give me the Wolverines at home. Yeah, I'm rolling with Michigan. They're just getting back to their steamrolling form that we saw last year. That's about the analysis that I got for you going up against Indiana. As we move on to the eliminator here this week, we all took Northwestern a week ago. They took business, uh, took care of business against Howard. So we are all still alive as we head to week seven. Who's your eliminator pick this week, Dan? Yeah, it was getting a little tight because a lot of the teams that we've already picked, 
are playing games that I might have chosen. So I had to go with Penn State actually this week over UMass. Uh, I'm really, really confident that Penn State's going to win. So I'm just going to survive in advance here, uh, even though James Franklin, you know, might have made some comments about some different things this week. That's that's where I'm going. Vaughn, how about you, man? I, dude, same thing. I'm taking Penn State just because uh, they were the most uh, the team that I'm most confident in this week. And it sucks to uh, use them uh, this early in the season. But uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to lose to UMass, even though James Franklin claims that they're the most high powered offense they will have played all season long. So I will take Penn State. Boys, I am going to be playing with fire here this week. I'm either oh. is either going to be good or I'm crashing and burning. We're going to Madison and we're taking the Badgers over Iowa in the Eliminator here. This is going to be, I'm going to be uh, sweating bullets all day long on Saturday, but I hate that Iowa offense so freaking much that they don't deserve <laughs> to win. Give me the Badgers at home. In Madison, let's fight. Over I, I absolutely love this, Luke. <laughs> I'm so glad one of us went with one of these toss up games. I'm so pumped. Oh, baby, I don't feel good about it, but that's where we're at. All righty, boys. <laughs> Dan, Dan, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dan Plucker. That's P L O C H E R at Dan Plucker. Vaughn, how about you, man? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And thank God I picked Wisconsin earlier this year. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate the feedback. That's going to wrap it up going into a great week seven on the Pick'em Pod. For my partners, Vaughn Lozon and Dan Plucker, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week.